Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Time. I'm still a little better. bit sniffly mm-hmm. and coffee, but mm-hmm. I'm on the up and up. But thank you for asking. How are the boys? Who cares? They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you care. I do I'm care. A bear. Yeah. I do. I do. You They're perfectly care. fine. They get over these things quicker too. And then we get hit and it just takes days and days for us to feel better. My kids somehow only get whiny when I haven't had my coffee yet. That's usually when they're at their worst. Yeah, they know. They sense it. They can smell yeah, it they, on me. Yeah, they know exactly. My my daughter too. And my dogs too. They can sense it too. Those they bastards. get extra annoying <laughs> when I haven't had my coffee yet. Well, I wish that I could live like Kathy Hilton and wake up at whatever the fuck time I want and demand she has seeds yeah, and straws. And not move until she finishes a drink. Let, no. let me finish this drink. I'll come and join you when I'm done. So I think the mystery of is Kathy Hilton pretending to be dumb, yeah. it's been solved. Yeah. Because apparently she can pull it off quite easily. Yeah. She just told us this episode. Yeah. She can do that. And she's actually brilliant is what she is. She's the smartest of all three Richard sisters. 100%. She's the smartest. She knows She's rich. She knows she's here for comic relief. She knows how dumb and self-centered and pretentious Kyle is. She plays up Kyle for that. Yes. She knows that Kyle is going to say, oh, look at my Kathy, my older sister Kathy with who's kooky, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I'll let you do that. But guess what? I'm doing it on my terms and I'm not, I'm going to give the jokes when I want to. And most of the jokes are going to be about you. Yes. No one's laughing at me. They'll be laughing with me at you. And at the end of it all, she's like, I'm too rich. So I don't need to do move a finger. I don't need to be in any particular scenes. I can show up when I show up. And exactly. I will be welcome whenever I show up. Yeah. So it's funny that we're talking about Kathy right now because – so we're talking about, obviously, Beverly Hills in New York mm-hmm. today. I had written my notes and I wanted to ask you, is it okay if we talk about how much I hate Kyle before we talk about Erica and all of her lying? <laughs> No, you can. Let's start and start. Let's do a spectrum of hate, Mm -hmm. right? Let's start. Who do we hate the most? And then go down that path. Uh, You know, it's tough because obviously I hate Erica the most this episode. Mm -hmm. But in general, I do hate Kyle the most. Yes. So Kyle, if you notice, and and people get really confused about Kyle hatred because I'm one of those people a couple of years ago. Like I remember... When Beverly Hills first started, I loved Mm -hmm. Kyle. I thought she Mm -hmm. was great. And Mm -hmm. as the seasons went on, I was like, I don't know why Kyle gets so much hatred. But if you start to pay attention to how Kyle stirs up drama, every single episode, you will not be able to unsee it. Mm -hmm. Kyle and Rinna, as usual. Not Rinna so much this season. Rinna actually, for some reason, has decided to be mute suddenly. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. Mm -hmm. But Kyle, if you notice, every single scene is the one to bring up Erica's shit over and over and over again. And she brings it up with an air of concern, but mm-hmm. it's actually getting Erica to talk about her shit. And she does this all the time. She she did it with Denise. She did it with LVP. She always is the one that brings up the topic. And mm-hmm. people think that Kyle is coming off as caring and she's actually mm-hmm. just stirring up their shit. And she likes mm-hmm. to say, I'm just being open and honest. Honestly, there's not much to know about Kyle except for the fact that she's deeply insecure, pretentious, and has mm-hmm. generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. That's all we know about Kyle. But yeah. besides that, she's always talking shit about other people. So mm-hmm. One of the things that really pissed me off is Garcelle isn't staying at the house. So real quick, to just to talk about the episode, the ladies are back in La Quinta. Garcelle arrives in style. Oh, 
looks beautiful. So good. This entire episode, Garcelle looked very cool. She is cool. Very, She's fucking very, cool. No, but like cool as in terms of like the way she dressed, the way she approached it, the way she just, her presence was just, you know, cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. Erica tells more lies and then snaps at Garcelle, essentially uh-huh. when she realizes that she's been caught in one. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about Kyle real quick because mm-hmm. if you notice before Garcelle gets there, they talk about she's like, oh, Garcelle's not going to stay here because of COVID, or maybe she doesn't like one of us or two of mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Kyle and Rinna, as usual, bring up drama with Garcelle, even though Garcelle has been super fucking clear about mm-hmm. her feelings with them. Yeah. The issue is that Kyle doesn't fucking listen and she still has. Kyle's okay. Kyle is actually another textbook private experience. Mm-hmm. Kyle could have a fight with someone yeah. and then you could squash it. Mm-hmm. And you can say a million times, I've squashed it with you. Yeah. But Kyle is someone who will constantly think that you're mad at them and as a defense mechanism will make little digs at you the whole yeah. rest of your relationship, which is what she did to LVP. Yeah. I hate her. She holds a grudge. Mm-hmm. longer than anybody else but she'll pretend she's over it when she wants to when it cho- when it suits her she'll pretend she's over it why are you even bring it up i thought we were over it but she will hold that damn grudge and bring it up she will bring up stuff from like three or four ep- years ago she'll remember yeah. things like the whole erica and tom's accident kyle yeah. was so quick to oh i didn't make the connection yes that happened a few years ago Kyle was ready with that stuff. Yep. It's not even a grudge. It is like an incident. She holds on to information so she can use it against somebody Mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. So she is, oh, she's a bone collector for sure. She is a bone collector. And if you noticed every single scene, there's something happening between Kyle and Dorit, which I think is so funny. Mm -hmm. Kyle keeps bringing up articles that she happens to keep falling upon. Mm -hmm. And Dorit, every single time Kyle brings it up, Dorit's always like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. Like, Dorit has already read that article and 15 other recaps about that article by the time Kyle has brought up the article. So Kyle brings it up like new information. And I almost Mm -hmm. think it's sort of like an undermining way. Dorit is like, yeah, I've seen it. Like, you know, it's like when you share a meme with someone and then they just respond to you. I've seen that meme before. I think so that's like what Dorit is doing to piss Kyle off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know these assholes. It's like low key, low key undermining Kyle. Yeah. But. Now, can we shift to Dorit? Yo. I, have, I have so much to talk about Dorit. This episode, I don't think I'm going online and looking and everybody is talking about the Garcelle and Erica yeah. thing. Yeah. No one is picking up on Dorit. <laughs> And it is hilarious to sit, watch Dorit. You know why she's reading all those articles. She's reading, she is following Ronald Richards or whatever. She, you know, she was the first follower of that Twitter handle. And I know that she's going through all the legal stuff because she's collecting all the information because she knows she's next. Well, you know who finally did talk about Dorit? Mm-hmm. Camille. Oh, yes. Camille tweeted today. <laughs> Who was the first person to bring up offshore accounts? Yeah. It was Doreen. <laughs> it was Doreen. Doreen just like, so the forensics can go into all the accounts? Like past accounts? Like deep. Like deep. offshore. Like, like deep, deep. Like, like offshore. <laughs> like ones that you don't even know about. Like, yes, Doreen. Yes, Doreen. <laughs> That's what the forensics are going to have. That's the forensics is going to drag out every penny that you and PK have stored away in Cayman Islands. They may not be able to touch the money, but they'll know it sits there. Mm -hmm. They will know it sits there. Oh my God. Dorit was like, okay, but we thought we hid it. We went through multiple different IP addresses to move that money. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I want to know what kind of like Russian dolls of schemes that like Dorit has. (laughs) Dorit She was like, "Hmm, how deep will you go? We're deep, okay? As deep as PK's diabetes, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? As, and Sutton is like, you should get my husband's forensic guy because he went deep on my money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Sutton is like, uh, I didn't know about this, but I should have done this, but my husband did it. <laughs> Wait, 
Also, um, I, one more thing about Kyle. Another reason why I hate Kyle. Kyle set the thermostat at seventy six in California while everybody was sleeping. She did. Me. Yeah, I didn't Kathy, notice that. Kathy wakes up and says, "I didn't sleep because this thermostat was set to seventy six. <gasps> it's fucked up. That's torture. That's yeah. Kyle purposely torturing her sister and everybody else. I bet that, that house. room ha- that room is slightly off the house and it has its own heating system. And she set the heating up seventy Yeah, because Kathy made fun of her lasagna. Oh my! She's going to get back at Kathy about. <laughs> I live in the Northeast, and even in like the coldest of winter, my thermostat is never set above like 72. Kathy has the hot flashes. She carries a fan with her everywhere. You're right. And so, of course, Kyle was going to do this to her. Yeah. Also, Kyle Kyle tried to like make fun of Kathy at the store, being like, oh, you don't look chic, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's Kathy fucking Hilton. She doesn't need to look chic. And Kathy's like, where are we going? It's not, I'm just going out for lunch. It's not like I'm going to a fancy dinner. Why would I dress up? And if I did, I would dress up better than you in more expensive clothes. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, also, they got, it was so dumb because later on, they get dressed up. They get all glam to go to Erica's house to eat fucking takeout. Yeah. Tupperware. I was yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, now let's just go ahead and get into this Erica of it all. So mm-hmm. Erica tells multiple lies, but I do want to point out also, along the lines of Kyle keeps bringing things up, when they're gone shopping, I think Erica is not there. And of course, as usual, Kyle brings it up. And Dorit says, oh, I read the article about spousal support because as usual, yeah. Dorit is yeah. up on all the news. Yeah. And that the lawyers are not going to give her any spousal mm-hmm. support, Tom's lawyers. Dorit says, he's not giving her a penny. Mm-hmm. And Rina says, there is isn't a penny to get yeah. and the way that Rinna says it in that moment yeah. I felt yeah. I was like okay so Rinna knows everything Rinna knows everything all of them know everything okay yes. they're all doing exactly what we all did which is read every bit of news coming yes. through because this was so juicy yeah they know everything and they, they are trying to give her some grace because they're co-worker and they are the closest to get firsthand info from her yeah. Yeah. And they're all super excited about it. You know that they're all gossiping with the glam squads mm-hmm. and talking with their assistants and the spouses. And they're taking that information from Erica and just like gossiping about it. And know that there's 100% there's like side group chats happening oh, where people yeah. are talking about them. Now they bring up the fact that Tom has a house and Tom and Erica have a house mm-hmm. in La Quinta where they're yeah. staying. And Erica says she doesn't know anything about it. She had heard about it a couple of years ago. She mm-hmm. asked and never got a clear answer. But mm-hmm. later on in the episode, Crystal and Kyle are just able to Google the address. Find it. And not only find it, they go to the MLS website. They know when it was sold, for how much it was sold, blah, blah, blah. It's not hard to find this information, mm-hmm. Erica. Everybody says, oh, Erica had no idea. Mm-hmm. We're learning every episode that Erica had some idea, asked one person a question, was told, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. And she said, okay, I won't worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking, that, at that point, that says to me, that's willful ignorance. Yeah. And that's your own fault. I have like a very deep conspiracy theory about Erica. So at the end of our discussion, I want to lay that out on you. I can't wait. Let's just do the recap. And I'll collect, I'm collecting all these little nuggets and I'm going to put together a whole conspiracy theory. I I was up last night. Thank you. Oh, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, So then Erica also tells us that she just learned how to go to a bank in March of 2020. Okay. All right. Wait. So first, my question is, why were you going to the bank for the first time in March of 2020 if things were fine? Yeah. If you had no idea. Oh, I know. It's because in spring of 2020, you were served. Yes. That's why. Yes. Also, she's like, I just learned how to go to the bank because I had no idea how. Erica's acting like she was a wee baby when she mm-hmm. met Tom. She was 28 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. And she got married to him in the year 2000, you guys. Yeah. 2000, when online banking was a thing. And mm-hmm. even if it wasn't, from 2000 to 2020, you still need to go to the bank and fill out a deposit slip with a pen that's attached to a chain. Like you had to do in 1985. The system hasn't when you changed were, when that she was much. A wait- when she was a waitress, when she was raising her son, when yeah. she was what were you doing married as a to parent? her previous husband. She did all of that. She's acting like this is something new. But she's saying this to four women 
well, three women, Dorit and Kyle and Lisa Rinna are never going to question whatever she says because they don't yeah. want to get into the mess. She's going to lie blatantly and these three women are not going to say anything about yeah. it because they have made that pact. Sutton and Crystal. Crystal is like unbothered, not going to get involved. And yep. Sutton probably never went into the bank. So she's like believing everything. Oh, she's like, yeah, when you have all that money, you don't have to go. Somebody else manages it for you and you just get yeah. it. And, and Sutton is like completely buying into it. In that particular scene, Garcelle is not there. If Garcelle had been there, she would have been like, what? When you were a waitress, you did not have to go to the bank. What are you talking yep. about? Mm-hmm. Which would be the normal person's question. By the time Garcelle gets there, And questions are being asked at the dinner table. You'll notice Mm -hmm. that Erica suddenly is very quiet. As soon as Sutton talks about forensics, suddenly Erica does her melodramatic hand on her forehead. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, the trauma that I've had to endure. Like Mm -hmm. she does this whole bullshit thing. Mm -hmm. And it's really fucking transparent. Like nobody is buying whatever it is you're trying to sell. I have one word to describe it, Erica. Yeah. Liar. She's not strong. Like Garcelle was like, oh, you and I, girl, we are the strong. We are strong. That's how we are. And I'm like, no, she's not strong. She's just a liar. And she doesn't even lie well. I had one word to describe Erica. Grifter. Fucked. Yes. She's fucked. <laughs> That's true. They talk about the forensics. Erica is suddenly very quiet because Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Then the next day, some ladies do fucking croquet. Also, Kyle, why are you making them play croquette if you don't know how to play croquette? But also, Sutton knows how to play and she's just not teaching them. She's a, she literally says, think, I'm a croquette nerd. She's like, I'm not going to teach them. And I'm going to let them make a fool of themselves. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That, and then this is the Sutton that I want her to bring. That I am the snobbish, southern, rich girl. And I'm going to let you guys flail. You are new money. I am old money. I'm going to do this. Right? Yeah. So that's what I want her to bring the old money snobbishness to the to the scene. I don't want her to bring her eccentric self, which is what she says. I'm eccentric. I'm like, yeah, but you're eccentric. You're not eccentric fun. You're eccentric depressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some women go shopping and Erica, Garcelle, and Crystal mm-hmm. go to hike. The night prior, Crystal tells Garcelle how Erica told them about an affair. And Garcelle's like, that's confusing because a couple Mm -hmm. of days ago I talked to Erica and she never said anything about an affair, which is shocking. She actually asked her point blank. Is there a third party party involved? And Erica said, not that I know of. So Garcelle at this point is like, "Mm, you're selling me something that I'm not buying, but Mm -hmm. this tells me I now need to ask you more questions. Mm -hmm. Because I think also Garcelle isn't necessarily coming from the places I'm I'm going to catch you in a lie. Mm -hmm. I think Garcelle's coming from a place of, let me try to get some empathy with you. Mm -hmm. I think she's just trying to get to know her to be like, so far there's, I have questions and hopefully you can give me answers that bring me to your side. Yeah. So they go on a hike and Erica says, it's a new story every day. And it cracked me up because I was like, Erica tells a new story every single day. No, she says a new story every hour. She Mm. changes it hour to hour depending on who she's talking to. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So then Garcelle is asking all the right questions. So at that point, she brings up, hey, what is, first of all, they go up there, they see how beautiful it is. And then they sit down and say, oh, it's so peaceful. Everybody's quiet. And then Erica starts and say, oh, so what's, what else is up? Erica yes. comes up with it. Yeah. And Garcelle is like, nothing with us, but what tell us about you? What's happening? Yeah. Erica is the one who wants to have a conversation and the scene sitting there talking. Yeah. yeah. And then she opens up. Nobody asked her to open up, but she opens yeah. up right away. And then she decides towards the end of it that that wasn't the right way to go. Garcelle asked her point blank, you know, did you know that there was no money? Is that why you filed for divorce? Mm-hmm. Erica gives an answer that I think Garcelle is pretty satisfied with and mm-hmm. she thinks it makes sense and so does Crystal mm-hmm. that apparently after this accident there was some sort of brain injury aspect. I'm not going to question that because I have a father mm-hmm. with dementia and the way that they're describing his behavior, it does very much sound like dementia mm-hmm. but what I found also alarming was when Erica says, I have a grandmother who had Alzheimer's, so I know what that looks like. 
Mm-hmm. And when Erica, somebody who's a fucking liar, mm-hmm. is saying, I know somebody who's experienced this, I know what it looks like, it means she knows what that looks like enough to then describe it on Tom and convince people that Tom had Alzheimer's. Which is interesting if you put yes. a pin on this particular moment because earlier in the day when Kyle and Dorit ask her, so what is this thing about him being hospitalized? Yes. What is that about? Was he sick? And she's like, damn, if I know, I don't know what it is about. What is? What could he be sick of? Like what would cause that hospitalization? They're saying that he has dementia. I'm like, I don't know about it. But she, mm-hmm. and then later in the day, you knew, you know it was Alzheimer's because you know the signs of Alzheimer's and it happened because of the accident a couple of episodes ago you're in the park sobbing with your non-waterproof mascara about how you're watching this man deteriorate right and you've been telling him to give up his bar card and just have go and get himself checked and get his health checked and he is refusing to do so none of it makes sense Mm -hmm. so then Garcelle again is like well did you get any money from him like did you get Mm -hmm. an allowance Mm -hmm. and she's like no no everything not really and then in the confessional she says everything was on credit cards except for when I would go and ask him for money and then he would give it to me well bitch that's a fucking allowance yes what the fuck are you talking about and then Erica says I didn't know anything about what was going on with the lawsuits because it's not my business I'm not a lawyer I don't work there I'm gonna flag that because we've seen Erica on camera on this show on this very fucking show talk about how before she was Erica Jane she's like people think like I'm just like this hot trophy wife but they don't know that I've been there with Tom before I was Erica Jane I was attending all the galas I was part of the business I was meeting with his partners oh so back then you were like I remember her talking about how she was essentially his fucking paralegal Mm -hmm. before So what are you talking about that you don't know anything about his business? Right. And if you don't know anything about his business, why are his colleagues calling you to tell you that things are really bad? Are they calling and saying, oh, wait, Tom keeps forgetting what he's saying and he, we think he has Alzheimer's and we're not able to control him. Can you control him? Is that what they're saying? In which case, you know, he has Alzheimer's. Yes. In which case, you know, there were issues or are the, the colleagues calling and telling you that Tom is embezzling money and this is going to result in all kinds of mess and you need to control him and you need to tell him to pay clients. Yes. Is that what the colleagues are calling? So Ceci and Angela from Bravo Doc mm-hmm. had actually posted an Instagram post today about it. They said that two of the colleagues, they quit. I think one quit in October of 2020. The other mm-hmm. one quit in June of 2020. One of them was actually Tom's son-in-law. And they were basically account managers. Mm-hmm. And they were being roped into the lawsuit because they should have been giving money to the victims. But their case was that we're just salaried employees. We just manage the accounts, but we don't actually have any control over mm-hmm. taking any of that money. That money yeah, doesn't belong to Yeah, that's the Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump defense, right? Yes, but they also didn't have have access to getting the money like basically the way that they've they figured it out is that those two people Mm -hmm. may have been the ones that called Erica, one of Mm -hmm. which was Tom's son-in-law. So that's more Mm -hmm. of a family conversation. Mm -hmm. But both of them called to alert Erica that there is money that he owes that he's not paying people. Right. So Erica has potentially known about this since for years. For not yeah. even for years. This is at least in 2020. In the yeah. year 2020, this happened. Mm-hmm. All of this is to say that she says his whole personality changed and all of this stuff that's happening maybe happened because of his mental decline. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that Tom Girardi, you've also painted Tom Girardi to be a controlling, manipulative piece of mm-hmm. shit. For the entirety of your 20-year marriage. And a brilliant lawyer. He didn't do all of this shit, all this fraud, just in the last year when he had dementia. He's been doing this for years. So what about those years? Yes. What about before the accident? Yes. And then she tells everybody, out of nowhere, on her own, she says this. Mm -hmm. He calls her every single day. She just volunteers this information. Volunteers the information. And she doesn't just volunteer. He calls her every day. He calls her every day and begs her. To Mm -hmm. come back home. Mm -hmm. When we've seen now for four or five episodes, her saying, I have no idea. I have no contact with him. I don't know what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. I just left and I never heard from him again. I dropped him off to work and then I left and I never Mm -hmm. spoke with him again. 
And that is the moment that I think Erica realized, oh shit, I said too much. Yeah. So when they go back to the house and Garcelle brings it up in front of the other, first of all, Garcelle brings it up once to Erica and she says it in a really worried way. She says, I just think that is the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. She really, her, her heart is like pouring out for Erica. Yeah. So when the girls all sit down, Garcelle brings it up and I don't think she's bringing it up to say, oh, by the way, Erica lied to you guys Mm -hmm. i think she's bringing it up to say isn't this so fucking sad yeah but erica of course takes it as you're betraying my friendship but please have your moment you Mm -hmm. got it out of me once and you want to do it again and she snaps at garcelle for saying something that she already said on camera but then we find out garcelle was in the car and crystal and erica had a conversation erica told crystal i don't want to talk about this when we get home Mm -hmm. but garcelle brings it up in front of the other ladies and Mm -hmm. erica some for some fucking reason snaps and then she starts to sob and then she goes Mm -hmm. to the bathroom and she keeps repeating I've tried to be open and honest over and over again because Mm -hmm. I think that if you repeat something over and over again you start to believe it's truth when you're a fucking liar yeah and then the episode ends so uh, would be found out later on Instagram from Brenna and and Erica and Mikey is that Erica apparently lost it on the producers and told them they she would not want to talk about it anymore. And they think that the producers urged Garcelle to bring it up again. Garcelle had no idea that Erica didn't want to talk about it, but the producers made Garcelle bring it up again, which is all speculation. That's what Rinna is implying, that there was a huge fight between Erica and the producers. That wasn't shown to us. And I'm thinking like Erica said the, what she said and then she was like, oh shit, I should have said this and she t- went tried to get it redacted by from the producers and crystal was witness to it crystal knew of it but garcelle did not but that doesn't mean anything erica didn't have to snap at garcelle at all she was being no. very straightforward now are you ready for my big conspiracy theory yes i can't wait i'm all ears okay so remember when they did the two truths and a liar two lies and a truth or whatever yeah and she erica said she wore a wire for the fbi uh-huh. and then we also know that erica's son is a cop uh-huh. and now you're telling Telling me that Tom's son-in-law called Erica potentially, and she knew potentially, and she knew what was happening. My theory is that in order for her to escape charges, because she knew this was coming, the FBI got to her through her son and convinced her to wear wire, divulge a lot of information that they didn't have before to bring Tom down, and that would allow her to escape unscathed. She wouldn't have done it if there was a possibility of her getting some money out of Tom. But she knew that there was nothing to get out of Tom. There was no money left. Tom was going to be broke. Tom is getting into a mental decline on top of it. She knew this was a dead end and her son convinced her this she was better off doing this because Tom's kids would protect Tom, but not her. And they would get away with it, but she was not going to get away with it. She was in jeopardy because she signed uh, certain documents as a treasurer of some of the companies that she would go down with Tom and this was the only way she could protect herself. And that's why she moved in the dead of the night and cut off and she's not supposed to be talking to Tom because she was a snitch. That is why somewhere in the back of all of this, she's quite confident that she's going to get out of this whole mess because she has a deal with the FBI. If your son is a cop, don't you think he would be involved in making sure he protects you in some way, shape or form? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's my conspiracy theory. You know what? It adds up because why else would she agree to go on camera and do all this talking? Right. Any sane person would have said, I'm not going on camera. This is dangerous. I would, I could go to jail. I need to protect myself. I'm not speaking a word, single word. I'm going to be a hermit. And I but think she, she knows she needs to be on camera because what other paycheck does she have right now? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. make like 500000 She makes $500,000 on the show, at least. Yeah. She's going to get a book deal out of this after this. And she's going to, she, and she keeps saying, one day you will hear, someday I'll be able to tell my story. Remember? Mm. She said that too she said that too so she knows she's going to get out of this scot-free the fbi allowed her to take some stuff and she's going to be okay with it she's not going to get any more money she's going to get a divorce but essentially they've to put a gag order on her and said do not say a certain things and that's it don't jeopardize the case and we have to nail tom wow 
I'm sure. That's why she's so focused in all of her conversations. She's only focused on her divorce. And she doesn't talk about the victims. She doesn't do that online. She doesn't do anywhere. She doesn't talk about the victims or the uh, or Tom's business. All she talks about is herself and her relationship with Tom. She keeps that. All the conversation, legal conversation, is only focused on her divorce and not on the other stuff. Wow. I believe it. I think that's a very plausible theory. I think it's better than Tom Hamlet's theory of a drone. <laughs> Just Don't so you know, drag Tom, Tom Hamlet. <laughs> By the way, you should go follow Dumpster Dive on Instagram and you should check out Tom's theory. Tom has a theory too. <laughs> yeah, Tom has a theory too and you should go to Dumpster Dive to check it out. Uh, Either way, you know, I'm very compelled. And I now mm. I see why people are – this is how we suddenly see her cracking. And it's because mm. the women are asking questions. And I wouldn't be surprised if she yeah. pulled Rinna and Dorit, the snakes and slime balls that they are, and Kyle mm. – because mm-hmm. Kyle needs to be involved, aside and told them that this is what's mm-hmm. going on. You guys just need mm-hmm. to have my back. Don't ask yeah. a lot of questions. And that's yeah. why they're asking very pointed questions. Yeah. It almost seems like they're asking questions that... Rinda is not even asking any questions. She's not. She's like, her her big lips are like sealed shut. <laughs> They That's have been true. stuck together. Yeah. I want to point out one awkward Rinna thing is they go to a crepe place and she's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, crepes. They look so good. Yum. I'll get a nice coffee. <laughs> what a waste. She never eats. How she- can you, how can she be your favorite when she doesn't eat? That's my issue. That's my question to you. She's not my favorite anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody stop okay. it. Leave okay. me alone. She's not my favorite anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, everybody from Potomac is my favorite. That's my favorite ooh, housewife. Oh, I have. Yeah. A, I had another um, realization when I was I was lying there in my bed, sleepless, thinking about Erica Jane. <laughs> the yeah. other thing that struck me suddenly was I know who Mia reminds me of. Who? Teresa Judice. She doesn't oh. know her words. Oh. She doesn't know how to fight. She has a two-tone, two octaves of voices. Like she got yes. a super low register mm-hmm. and then she's got like the high-pitched mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Mia gets on my nerves. It's because she's very much Teresa. She, there she doesn't you go. know anything about what's happening around her, but she thinks she knows everything. She's the boss I love bitch. it. Okay, let's talk about New York. Yes. Do you think Sonia had sex with Dylan? (laughs) I think Sonia hurt herself getting into the bed. She probably slept on something hard. She woke up sore and thought she had awesome sex. Whatever it is, I think she had an amazing experience in her delusional mind. And I think they should leave it alone. I know. Yeah, they're so mean. I'm like, you're all old ladies. They're so mean about it. Yeah, and you have this group of escorts that you bring to every party. And you have these young guys that all of you are boinking. And you're Mm -hmm. doing taking turns with it. These are guys who are available and you're paying them for it. It's weird because to some degree, it's like Ramona is so mean. And she's like cackling, literally. Oh my god, that cackle was like. But but the scene where Ramonia shows Ramonia, Ramona Mm -hmm. shows up to be Sonia's like business consultant. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ramona Mm -hmm. might be a business maven. She is. She was. She was like this. You remember she was on the phone and she was like, "This is business. This is six figure checks that have gotten lost, and I have to track them down. They're somewhere on Fifth Avenue. Where are the checks? (laughs) That's probably why she screenshot and accidentally posted in her Instagram stories her like. (gasps) You think that is the scene? That was the moment that she did that. Oh, I bet that was it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the music it. video got her all rattled. All right. So this episode in New York, we're trying to find the myth, figure out the mystery for no fucking reason at all mm-hmm. of whether or not Sonia is lying about her sexual escapades. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We yeah. find out that Ebony is single and she is not sisters with the girl that she thought was her sister. They have a very touching scene. Mm-hmm. Leah's family is on camera and I don't know why. And Sonia, we're also un- unraveling a lot of other stuff that's going on with Sonia this episode yeah, between yeah. her 
sex life, her healing, and her yeah. business. Yeah. It's kind of all just a mess. And yeah. then obviously there's the big fancy music video for Luann's version of All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to drop next Christmas, by the way. I think it's probably going to drop at BravoCon because it's like right around oh, holiday season, October. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, there's no tickets still for BravoCon. Mm. That shit is getting shut down, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New York is locking down. I'm pretty sure they're going to say you can't get a BravoCon ticket unless you're vaccinated because yeah. that's what they're doing right now in New York. Delta they're asking coming. for vaccination proof. Mm-hmm. Delta is here. Delta is here. Gamma is coming or whatever. <laughs> whatever the other yeah. word is. I'm going to go on a rant on unvaccinated people because they're acting as incubators for this virus to mutate Mm -hmm. and come up with more deadlier things. I just wish that they would hurry up and just vaccinate to the most deadly one and it gets them because I'm tired. I'm tired of these people not vaccinated, just walking incubators for this virus. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of living in the pandemic. I'm tired that they don't care about the neighbors. They don't care about the businesses. They don't care about anything in their lives except for some stupid principle of the government cannot tell me what to do with my body except control a woman's body, but I won't let the government control my mask. Yeah. Ugh. Also, just I'm a so side mad. note, if you work in healthcare and you have issues against the vaccine, respectfully, go fuck yourself, quit your job, and go sell essential oils on yeah. the internet. Because yeah. yeah, what are you doing being a nurse or being anywhere in the healthcare system if you don't believe in the health in science what are you doing what are you doing there just like a side note um you can have now we need to talk about the vaccine because now i'm on one okay yeah like when i'm like gonna get a little bit emotional when a hospital has to have more restrictions. We're not even talking about beds not being available. We're not talking about the care that is given to COVID or non-COVID patients. I'm just talking about restrictions at a hospital. For families with vulnerable family members, like for Mm -hmm. example, I have a son who's a cancer survivor. He goes for a scan every few months. There's more restrictions on how we can navigate a hospital. And it's already really difficult to have a child that has to constantly be in a hospital. That's hard enough. But when the hospital has restrictions, only one parent can go with my son mm-hmm. for a scan. And that might, means only one of us has to sit, gets to hold his hand. Only one of us gets to wake him up. Only one of us gets to sit with the oncologist when they're telling us the results. So if for some reason he relapses. Only one of us then has the burden of telling the other parent who's waiting in a car on the street what's going on with their son. And that parent that's sitting in the car on the street can't come inside and hug his child, okay? When my father had dementia, he has dementia, when my father fell ill last December, he was in complete isolation. And one of the big things that's happening right now with COVID is due to the isolation, and this is across the board, they're seeing it Mm -hmm. in every single nursing home, Patients Mm -hmm. with Alzheimer's or dementia-like illnesses, neurological disorders, the progress of their decline is like extremely (laughs) rapid. And if my father has to be admitted, he's there by himself. So he already feels isolated. He's already confused. He's already disturbed. And that is just like amplified a thousand because they do not allow visitors there. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, please go and fucking get it. You have no reason for not getting it. There's no infertility issues. There are no pregnancy issues. There's nothing. Get the fucking vaccine. This is probably the safest vaccine ever produced. Ever. Yeah. Well, today was hard because I was watching a lot of the news. I've been avoiding the news for a while. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I need to know what's happening because I need to know what's happening around me. And I turned it on and All I heard was all the red states going nuts because they have not mandated vaccines or they haven't mandated masks and they're all, especially Florida. Florida is fucking a nightmare right now. I'm watching all of that and I'm just flabbergasted. One of my coworkers, his father and mother live in Louisiana. The mother works in the healthcare system and is actually a coordinator for the vaccine rollout in their state. And the father is so vehemently against vaccination and the wife could not convince the husband to go get vaccinated guess what last week he got the delta variant and he was seriously ill yeah it is like how your wife is rolling out the vaccine she's the doctor she knows what's going on 
and she's not able to convince her own husband to go get a damn vaccine. It's it, I want people to I understand that. To I also want people to understand that the emotional trauma of all of this mm-hmm. can't be quantified in statistics or efficacy of the vaccine. It can't be debunked by your dumbass fucking conspiracy theories. The emotional trauma just spare people who have vulnerable family members the emotional trauma of having to go through this for the last fucking 18 months i haven't been able to see go see my mother in india for the past two years now yeah. she's 78 yeah i see her on skype she's begging me to come and see her but yeah. i am not going because i am afraid yeah of bringing something to her and you know yeah so and she wants to come here and i cannot bring her here yep because they won't let her come here from India. So I have been craving to hug my mother for two years now. Yeah. And I cannot. No. And I don't know what's coming next in India. I don't know how she's going to fare. It just, it's just ridiculous. It's just crazy. I don't know why we went down this path because it's not funny. <laughs> it's not. I don't know how we it's got like, here. It's like, it's been, yeah, it's been heavy. It's been very heavy on my mind for the past couple of days it's been hard can we talk about sonia's money man garav and how he's stealing her money yes let's <laughs> make you laugh a little bit <laughs> so go hey, listen sonia if you're listening she's not but everybody else who's listening who's interested in ever potentially going into business don't trust a man that lives in new jersey don't trust this random indian dude that lives in new jersey with your money okay i'm a brown person from new jersey i'm a pakistani girl from new jersey and i'm telling you not to trust my own you clogged him and i clogged him the minute he appeared on tv on the screen Like his looks, the way he talks, the way he dresses, his mannerisms. That's what we we have been trained to see a shyster and a grifter. And those were the hallmarks of a grifter. His mannerisms just told me, the way he talked told me that he was a grifter. Oh, good. But you know what? Who saw that through that bullshit? Bethany. Bethany and Ramona. And everybody except Sonia. But also, Sonia went to that. Remember, she was at that whatever seance with Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Yes. Potts was like, "Hey, listen, whatever we just went through, you should go see a real therapist." And Sonia was like, "Yeah, okay." And then she, she went. She should have also. I wish Mrs. Potts and Sonia's dad, who showed up at the seance, would have said, yeah. "Sonia, you need to see a real accountant." Yeah. <laughs> Forget therapy. Forget that. You need an accountant. You need a real accountant. Where are the books? He showed you a 1099 three years ago, and that's all you take as, a, as proof of what money you're making. At that time, it was 2000 Now it's 50000 And then somehow he has 80000 in Even though he's selling $50,000 worth of merchandise every month, he has only 80000 in the bank, of which 60000 he had paid lawyers. Yeah. But Garabhai's yeah. house, go check out his house. He has two, two extra large screen TVs. I bet his house, he has a Mercedes-Benz sitting in his yard. I oh, bet he brought Garab his cousins from home. Oh, oh, he has yes. a Maserati. He brought his cousins and their kids from India. They're all living there. And he is going, he's starting a couple of 7 Elevens franchise. Yes. Because that's what our people do. Yeah, the grifters don't and, trust them. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are two extremes, okay? There are the heart surgeons and computer yeah. scientists, and then there are grifters. Exactly. Not that all 7 Eleven and gas stations are grifters, but. No, no, cert- certainly not. Yeah. No. But grifters but you know don't what? yeah heed our warning is all we're and saying. Use us as our as your filter. Next time you go into business with an Indian dude, just contact us. We will have a Zoom meeting with him and we'll tell you. We'll tell you everything about him in the first five minutes. And also if you've listened to us talk about family karma, were we ever wrong about any of these people? No. Yeah. Listen to your aunties, okay? Yeah. Also, Gaurav, you know he's lying because the first thing he says is we're gonna be Martha Stewart level. <laughs> Honey, has he been talking to Wendy? <laughs> he told Wendy the same thing, probably. Yeah. Wendy. Gaurav. Gaurav. Leave uh, Sonia alone. Yeah. Go sell Wendy's candles. Honestly, don't. Stay away no, from Wendy, the housewives. Eddie will, Eddie will clock him. Oh, yeah. Eddie, Eddie will. Yeah. And Eddie's Wendy will clock him. Yeah. And Eddie's a lawyer. He'll get him. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. 
Gaurav has been like on the down low. He's been making money off of Sonia for so many years. And yes. poor Sonia. She's like, give me $5,000. Pay me $5,000. Like, poor Sonia. Yeah. The fact that she is still not making any money from the line yeah. is insane to me. Yeah. And then he tries to throw in her face, oh, you have $10,000 worth of checks that are uncashed. She's like, what are you talking about? And then the other woman who's sitting there is also a fucking snake. Yeah. She's like, yeah. oh, I don't think you're getting your mail, which is also a possibility. I don't know who's checking Sonia's mail. <laughs> Here's the deal. All of which could be true and it could all be uh, really untrue as well. Yes. It's like yes. nobody knows what's happening, including Sonia. <laughs> including like nobody knows but yeah. i loved how ramona interacted yeah. with him i loved the question she was asking yeah and i was so annoyed with sonia not keeping the pressure on and she said give me the books give me the books give me the books and then collecting her bag and trying to get ramona to leave and saying i need to kill like Ram- sonia don't be afraid of confrontation sit there mm-hmm. let sonia let ramona do the talking sit there let him feel uncomfortable yeah. He was just about to break and you got up. Sonia doesn't want to do any of the hard work. You know, mm-hmm. like even when she went and she was talking about like, oh, we have to stop and read the pages and be uncomfortable and soak it mm-hmm. in about like race and stuff. But Sonia doesn't want to do that about her own life. Mm-hmm. Like she says when this lady is coming over for the second se- seance or whatever, mm-hmm. this like other healer, she says, I thought I had a daddy complex. I just didn't mm-hmm. know it went back to my dad. What? Yeah. Daddy complexes come from your dad. Wait, where do they come from, Sonia? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit the stepfather was. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so sad for poor Sonia. I know she must have been a very warm and kind, caring sister. Sonia is a nurturer. Yeah. She is not the smartest tool in the toolbox, and she knows it, and she really needs somebody to take care of her because... She's not going to be the one making the money. She doesn't know all of that. She doesn't understand. But what she understands is warmth and taking care of somebody and cooking and feeding and taking care of them in the house. She's just that kind of a nurturer. And I think she wishes that somebody would nurture her back. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think she has that is the issue. Yeah. She's a simple housewife and she's a true housewife and she needs somebody trustworthy and nice who really cares for her to take care of her. And I think she's overcompensating it by just mm-hmm. trying to fuck a lot of dudes. And yeah. I think Ebony's assessment of Sonia was really good, which was that yeah. like she probably didn't have sex with Dylan, but she probably just likes the attention and that's yeah. fine. Like, but we don't have or to sit here Or she feels that she needs it. to keep up an image of yeah. the sexy Jay and that Sonia yeah. is this kind of floozy it's not her really but that's the kind of image she wants to portray because that keeps her in the show and keeps her paycheck yeah i will never forget that the very first time we met sonia on housewife was when she was introduced she was sitting in a limo and then she was sitting with her young boyfriend she went and did some sort of treatment i think she got like some plastic surgery done Mm -hmm. and somebody was like oh you can't have sex and she was like oh my god how am i going to survive so sonia has presented herself like kim cattrall on sex in the city Uh and i think that that's what she thinks she needs to carry and in this way that's why it's taken this long for us to find out that she had all these issues growing up we didn't know this stuff about sonia Yeah. And I think there's probably so much more to know about her that would be interesting, yeah. but yeah. she won't talk about it on camera because she wants to keep putting off this like sex kitten vibe and it's like we're, nobody's buying it I anymore. wonder if she doesn't even, she has buried it so deep in her psyche that she hasn't ever talked about it to anybody. And oh, yeah. Like she, she doesn't something come, the more she digs into it, it's going to just break her at this point she's going to be very very broken i'm scared for sonia i'm actually scared and she knows she's scared for herself too but i'm actually scared for where sonia is going to end up because it doesn't look good no it doesn't look good not a good look you know what else isn't a good look mustaches we met leah's brother where the internet is like oh my god he's so cute i'm like have you guys been locked in for too long what the fuck are you talking about modeling pictures were the ones they were going off of but his real life pictures like a real guy. life with a disgusting serial killer mustache 
yeah that whole so, leah scene was like a waste. i didn't i don't like leah scenes i don't know not don't. at all and stupid leah brings that dog to her um to the video shoot why would she do that why does she bring that dumb dog everywhere i'm not gonna say anything about the dog because i don't want to be piled on about my dog slander but you know how i feel mm-hmm. now what do you think about this music video i think it was well done for what i thought luen's music videos would be like yeah i thought it went a lot went to it which I was surprised yeah but I also noticed that you know Luann said in the last episode she said there's not a lot of money in this gig yeah when she was talking to Leah and I think that is she knows it too she's doing it I loved Leah this is one thing I liked about Leah this whole episode was her assessment of what the video shoot is to Luann yeah it's her version of heaven yes and that is so perfectly true I think this is something that Luann is doing to entertain herself. Yeah. And she's happy. She's so happy. She really is. And you know, Luann is a lot of really crazy things. But one thing I have to say is Luann looks fucking good. Mm-hmm. I recently watched the Chic Sela V video for no reason mm-hmm. at all. But I did watch it. And I was like, my God, Luann really is aging backwards. Like Ramona, you know, she's gotten like significant work mm-hmm. done. But Luann just looks fucking amazing. Her body is incredible. Yeah, Ramona, I, I, the other thing I have always wondered about Rom- Ramona is that she, she holds her shoulders up like her bra strap is going to fall over. Like <laughs> it's going to just slip out. Have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah. She holds herself very stiff. and that she, She's her, not graceful at all. She's not graceful. That makes her upper body really stiff. So when she walks around and talks, she can move her head and she can move her legs a little bit. But because she's holding her shoulders up and tight, she's... <laughs> She's never she's never able to move that bo- that part of her body. So even though Ramona has a good body, you don't see it properly because she contorts her body to make it look completely awkward. And she's so old now, like that you know her body's like getting stiffer as she ages. I think it's stuck. Like yeah. <laughs> but like Luann is just like super graceful. Yeah. Luann has everything. That statement statement necklaces. The body, she, her she, hair, the, her, her hair. hair is amazing. But like she just, she's got an overall very good look. But she mm-hmm. also has a little bit of racism. So there's that. Yeah. Ebony finds out she doesn't have a sister. And that was like the shortest and best I'm searching for my sister storyline ever. Melissa this Gorga, a, take a note. Um, this is destiny, how you're supposed to do it. Destiny, take a note. Yeah. This is how you do it. Exactly. Yeah. We still don't have a, an answer about the reunion. We don't know when the finale of the season is going to be, but we will keep Did you watching. see Watch What Happens Live after that? So Ramona was in this no. beautiful pink caftan-like dress. Oh, I did see pictures looked, from it. She looked incredible. She looked incredible. She and Barshan were on, and Barshan was saying how she was hurt that she wasn't invited to the Black Sab- Sabbath dinner. Um, because she was like her her whole uh, spiel and her story is that she wants to support black people, and then I here I am a black coworker, and she did not support me, and I was very hurt. And wow. uh, and Ramona was asked a whole bunch of questions on, uh, do you regret anything um, that you have said? What about the you know saying things to Bethany on Brooklyn Bridge? And it's like no, no, no. She she regretted nothing. No, <laughs> I don't She's think like, Ramona ever has any regrets. Yeah. Which is ironic because she does apologize a lot. Yeah, she apologizes all the time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but she does not regret anything. She doesn't yeah. mean any of it. She doesn't mean any of it. You're right. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about Potomac and Shaz of Sunset. Shaz of Sunset yeah. reunion looks came out. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> They look they yes. look insane as usual. They look insane. They look cre- creepy, all of them. They look terrible, terrible, terrible. I don't know what they did. They look terrible. Mike has a new face. <laughs> Mike looks like he's been punched. Like He does. Times, like. He does. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.